welcome back to the Global Inquirer. We have a very special episode for you today. We have Emmy Lockwood, our executive producer, stepping behind the mic, talking about something that hits a little closer to home. Thanks for having me, Balthazar. Thanks for being here. So I want to talk about the elections in Argentina, which happened on October 27th, 2019. Uh, mattered to me because I have family who still live there. But this topic for the episode kind of started from a conversation I had with my Spanish professor. Fernando Pere, I'm a professor in the Spanish and Latin American Studies at the University of Virginia. And it was kind of the experience that because I don't personally live in Argentina, I don't follow what's going on in the politics in the region. And thus I relied on my parents' perspectives to formulate my opinion. But after the elections, I walked into my Spanish professor's office hours and amongst other issues, I asked him about his thoughts on the election results. So the incumbent, Mauricio Macri, lost to Alberto Fernandez and the former vice president, Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner, who was running as vice president. So as a result of Cristina's return to power, some of my relatives have decided to leave Argentina and move to the U.S. And I was really surprised when my Spanish professor was so excited and happy that Alberto Fernandez won and Mauricio Macri lost. So before we kind of move on, can we explain what these different parties and different politicians represent in Argentina? So Mauricio Macri was the president from 2015 to 2019. He was a neoliberal, uh, pro-business type. He's also a billionaire, and he was supposed to bring a lot of hope for the country. He ran on a campaign promise of zero poverty explicitly. And from the outsider's perspective, Mauricio Macri was supposed to drag Argentina out of its hole that it's been in for decades and lead the country to becoming a quote-unquote first world country. Whereas Cristina Fernández de Kirchner, on the other hand, she is a populist, a socialist, not really liked by the IMF and other world powers because of her stance on a lot of international economic policy relating to Argentina. Alberto is the president and Cristina is the vice president, but because she's back in power in a formalized way, She's basically assumed like the same position that she had when she was in power previously. At least this is what I was told from my parents, that Mauricio Macri was the good and Cristina was the evil and the cause of Argentina's woes. I mean, yeah, it seems like your family must have a pretty sharp tilt. That's a moving, uprooting their lives from Argentina. It's a pretty big move. My whole family always repeated the notion that Macri was good, Cristina was bad. So can you give a just a brief overview of what these elections mean for Argentina, uh, what direction the country is headed in? I think they were very important because they, they, in spite of all the hopes, um, the last three years in Argentina has been a real disaster. So Argentina's had a, a long history with the IMF and the World Bank, starting as early as the 70s with a, a number of structural adjustment loans, which basically impose... Uh, strict regulations. In this case, it seems to be austerity measures. Um, in the past, it's ranged from anything from liberalization of oil to anti-corruption measures. Uh, how does the history of these loans kind of tie in with the outcome of these elections? So the elections were centered around uh, issues of neoliberalism, inequality, corruption. And all of this pertains to the IMF loan given to Mauricio Macri. The IMF extended as $57 billion loan to Argentina, which makes it a record for the size of the bill. And it also constitutes 60% of the IMF's like credit portfolio. And 
This loan was criticized highly because of its explicit requirements of austerity, as in cuts in education, um, health services, all things that are really fundamental to the average everyday person. So what exactly are these IMF loans doing if they're causing the collapse of the second largest country in South America? So the IMF loans are supposed to help alleviate some of this debt, but ultimately it doesn't help the people. And so the elections on October 27th were a reflection of frustration amongst the austerity measures. Seems kind of also like debt chasing debt. Take out a loan to pay off your debts only creates more debts. Definitely a solution in the short term, but as Argentina has kind of fallen into that middle income trap, not a solution for the long term. So Macri leaves Argentina in a kind of dubious state of neoliberalism and high equality. And uh, it seems like Argentina is one of these countries with many pot- a lot of potential, but uh, there are a, a cycle of uh, crisis that repeats over and over again, defaults and, and, and uh, devaluations and inflation. Macri removed many tariffs on imported goods in order to open up to trade and foreign investment. But because of monetary policy, the peso went out of control. Currently, 62 pesos to one American dollar, which has never happened in Argentina's history. So Mauricio Macri's campaign promise of zero poverty was a complete failure. Since Macri's presidential election, poverty has actually increased and inequality has increased. So Macri cut subsidies for services such as electricity, gas, and water, which pretty clearly hurts the poor. So in addition to cutting services for energy, Mauricio Macri has been accused of forgiving debts from monopolies that are linked to his family. Although he claims to have divested his business interests, he actually gave them to a a quote-unquote poor cousin. So it's pretty dubious to think that his family isn't benefiting from his presidential status. Furthermore, Mauricio Macri was actually named in the Panama Papers. And like many elites in Argentina, Mauricio Macri holds most of his money offshore, which doesn't look good if you're the president of the country. So I get why we might not love Macri, but uh, what's up with Cristina? What's her deal? So Cristina also is a very rich person. She has a lot of investments in the fossil fuel industry, so there's definitely a big argument that she's bad for the environment. So Cristina has many charges of money laundering and corruption. Cristina Fernandez has been accused of leading a corruption network where at least on 87 occasions, sacks of cash left her private home and could not be located again. Did these two leaders align in any way? Yeah, so unfortunately, both Macri and Cristina have taken cuts on education in order to satisfy IMF requirements. One effect of cutting education in Argentina is that there's less money allocated to research in the sciences. So to cope with the lack of funding in education, many scientific researchers who work on agrochemicals have to acquire funds from multinational companies like Monsanto. So this would create a conflict of interest between the scientific researchers and Monsanto. If they have to tailor toward Monsanto's business interests, then whatever they find might not be as truthfully accurate as if they were funded independently through the Argentine government. The sad part with Macri was he cut in education. Because Argentina 
with all the problems that traditionally had, the education in Argentina was good. And you cut education, <laughs> that's wrong. <laughs> you, you're, you're taking the, the wrong path. And to recap, the practice of cutting education in research occurred both under Macri's regime and under Cristina's. So how does this failure of monetary policy at the top levels uh, trickle down and affect the lives of everyday citizens? Argentina has no credit right now. As of April 1st, 2019, it had an interest rate of 62.5%. So you can imagine that there is very, very little investment going on in Argentina, which would exacerbate the economic woes. Uh, unemployment is 10.5%. Poverty, 35%. Argentina doesn't use more than 60% of their industrial capability. The type of interests are above 70% right now which is one of the problems, and there is no credit. It's a country without credit. I mean, I mean, 70%, it's, it's unthinkable. It's, who is going to go to the bank for a loan? 70% because of the inflation. It has this history of inflation. So how can you just have a 3% of interest? No, interest is 70%. So it seems as if there is a inherent problem at the highest levels of Argentine politics, you know, despite appeals to the poor and the middle class, uh, ultimately it seems as if this corruption, uh, despite your party, is pretty pervasive. While Cristina has bags and sacks full of cash, Mauricio Macri's family businesses have definitely benefited from monopoly practices that he's been able to maintain through his presidency. And do you feel like this is a reflection of anything that's going on in the world right now? Yeah, definitely. So last week in Chile, there were mass protests led by students, led by the youth movement against austerity measures and an increase in the metro system ticket. But also it's reflected in Spain across the water. Spain in 2015 experienced a movement of young people angered by austerity measures. I mean, los indignados, we were a generation of young people, unemployed, were able to create a movement with a, within a political party, Podemos. And uh, I don't know if in Chile it's going to happen the same or it's not happening the same, but uh, certainly the inequality and the poverty in Chile is starting um, having a mark. I want to make it clear that I'm not supporting Cristina either. She clearly is corrupt. Cristina takes a cut of the money intended for public services. So for this reason, I think it's pretty logical that Mauricio Macri lost and Cristina threw Alberto won. As always, thank you for listening. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, SoundCloud, pretty much anywhere on the internet. Interact with our stuff online. We love to keep the conversation going even after Andy stops recording. So we'll see you next week. <laughs>